Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Today, my guest is Kinsey Kushka. Um, I've known her for a while. She dates one of my good friends, Eric Bruning. And so when I was recently asking uh, if anyone wanted to come on the podcast or had anything they wanted to talk about, Kinsey mentioned that she wanted to talk about sort of a niche that she's been uh, learning about, which is smaller muscles in the hips and shoulders. Uh, But I thought it'd be interesting for her, first of all, to talk about what she's doing as far as a degree and the plan she has with that, and then kind of go from there, talk about how they kind of you branched off into your uh, what you want to talk about today. Okay, yeah. So I actually got my degree from Nebraska in nutrition, exercise, and health sciences. So it kind of started way back then. Um, I had a bigger interest in nutrition for a while. I actually wanted to be a dietitian for about three years, but then I, I've been working with the population with disabilities for quite a bit. So that kind of led me to what I'm doing now. So I am getting my doctorate in occupational therapy from Creighton and I just finished up my first year. So, um, you know, I've always had an interest in muscles and body mechanics moving, but that going to school to learn rehab has kind of told me that everyone does rehab when they Mm -hmm. work out. You know, it's not just targeting people who have injuries, but just Mm -hmm. how important it is to work on these muscles just in your everyday workouts Mm -hmm. in life. Yeah, I think you see a lot of changes. Like I had a very, before I kind of started looking into health and fitness as more of a career, I had a very like tunnel vision view of the way things were. And like, I knew it worked for me well. And I was just kind of fascinated with the things that I learned and was doing because it took me from like a place where, I don't know, essentially wasn't really happy with my progress to learning some new things and I was, but essentially I kind of thought that was... like the only way to go and then kind of went from that to like working with some trainers and working at a couple of places and realizing like there's so many different dynamics especially when you start talking about older people yeah. and people that have like lost mobility over the years if you've kind of stopped training for a while why don't you go ahead and like tell me about or just say like what was it exactly that you mentioned to me when you said you wanted to get a topic you want to discuss so i am very much focused on what i consider the little guys so these are muscles that you can't really see on the outside of your body so when you're training you're probably not going to see any significant growth or anything obvious to the eye but these are muscles in your shoulder joints and your hip joints that are so important to movement that we kind of neglect every day and these are the muscles that we really focus on with our patients because if you don't have movement and strength in the joints, you're going to have problems way out later in the mm-hmm. future. You're going to have problems with hand movement. And I think we, we've kind of gotten stuck in this rut where all we care about is the aesthetic of working out, mm-hmm. which that's not the case for everyone. And I'm guilty of it too. You know, we all go to the gym and we love to see the gains, but mm-hmm. we, we forget how important it is to strengthen for the future. And so what we really focus on, on in OT school and just in the rehab world is really strengthening the things that underlie your, your movements and motions. So we have, it's a, it's a proximal to distal mm-hmm. approach. So we really focus on everything in the middle of your body, close to your midline, and then we work our way out. Okay. So like essentially like straining your core mm-hmm. muscles and, you know, before yeah. you're branching off. And so what specifically are the muscles that are, you think are, kind of get ignored in the shoulder and hip region. Yeah. So, you know, we've all heard about the deltoid, mm-hmm. the biceps area, but 
really the important part of the shoulder is the rotator cuff muscle. Mm -hmm. So you have four muscles in there. You have the supraspinatus, infraspinatus, subscapularis, and the teres minor. And so these are, they're tiny little muscles that they go on your scapula. So the, you know, pointy thing in the back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they are what essentially do all the movement in your arm. And what happens a lot of times is when people don't train those muscles, they overtrain their delts and mm -hmm. their triceps, biceps, the big ones, yeah. and they end up injuring their shoulders because these muscles are weak. They don't have the rotation that mm -hmm. they need. So really, I think the most important thing to start with at the gym, and I've talked to so many people about this, and is to work with a warm up. Mm -hmm. And so start, Please. yep, yep. Yeah. So the external rotations, internal rotations, mm -hmm. and really working on the, the flexibility in that joint because if you don't you're going to get shoulder impingement mm -hmm. and you might look good on the outside but you're going to have yeah. clicking and weird moving mm -hmm. and you're not going to see the strength gains you want yeah well it's just like you talk about like if you look at the average guy i'm guessing my age like i know i've been very guilty of it if you get very heavy into like doing mostly bench pressing and like arms workouts and like yeah you kind of the goal is like the aesthetic appeal and that might be a short-term benefit of it but you're really going to be like I, know, I don't know if top heavy is the word but like front heavy mm -hmm. and then that's going to lead to where you get the whole um rolling over of yeah. the shoulders as mm -hmm. well especially if you're working a desk job or something like that which we all do to some extent yeah you at a desk. yeah we see that so much with that protraction the mm -hmm. rotating cord of the shoulders and not only is that not aesthetically pleasing but it causes so many issues because like you said you're not working the muscles in the back mm -hmm. of your shoulder you're getting weak in the back, you're overly crunched like this. So I just think it's so interesting because we have patients who we see on the outpatient side. So these are guys that still go to work every day, mm -hmm. you know, they're with their families, they're not in the hospital setting. But what we consider exercise to them is so fascinating because we do things like we stand at the sink and wash dishes mm -hmm. or we put, you know, laundry away, we put things that we bought at the grocery store away and we kind of forget that that's exercise mm -hmm. too you know that's the movement it's it's incredible that what the body can do and I think it's really important to really break that down when you go to the gym mm -hmm. and to focus on yeah there's something I think about a lot that's in a way it's sad but in a way it's also very telling is like if you look at older people like our parents age most people are do have problems and like it's unfortunate like they probably wish that they would have done things differently when they were our age and would have yeah. started doing things like preventative training and warming up more and exercising and stuff yeah. like that because you can work out every day but if you're doing ineffective exercises mm -hmm. where you're doing overworking some muscles or something like that it's going to lead to problems in the long term yeah and i mean there's so much that you can do they've proven that you can make muscle gains up to 70 years old mm -hmm. so i mean it's it needs to be more of a long-term benefit than just you know, working out today and we're going to the beach this weekend. So mm -hmm. We need to look nice, but mm -hmm. really focusing on the importance of those underlying muscles that are kind of keep your body in shape as you do get older and it gets harder to work out like we do mm -hmm. at extreme level. Mm -hmm. So I'm not super well versed on this, but when you say rotator cuff that you're implying a shoulder muscle. Yes. So rotator cuff is a shoulder muscle. So then, yeah, rotator cuff is just like the all encompassing term that we use for all four shoulder muscles. Okay. And then as well as the humerus, so the bone in your arm okay. and then the scapula and clavicle. So we kind of try to look at it in a holistic view. It's important mm -hmm. to break it down, but you know, if something's wrong with one, it's going to cause a problem with the whole. Mm -hmm. So this, it, it is such an, a delicate thing because you hear people tearing their rotator cuff, mm -hmm. but that's such a generic term. And yeah. I've torn my rotator cuff, but I really had a problem with my labrum, which is okay. part of it. So it, it can be very broad, but in general, if you just Google rotator cuff 
muscle you know, mm. exercises. Well, when I think rugs are cuff, like I just think essentially this right here. I, oh, I always yeah. think of baseball. Yeah. It's like the first thing that pops up. Yeah. No, it's more so up at the top of your okay. shoulder. So everything kind of moving and going on in that joint. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not even like has to do with this right here. Not so much. I actually never knew that. Yeah. Um, it is interesting though, because when people do have rotator cuff injuries, sometimes they don't experience the pain here. That's where it manifests. Okay, yeah. So they'll have a lot of tightness and this kind mm -hmm. of motion, the flexion and extension. And so we do see a lot of that help. And that's another thing is everything is so affected by this central part of the mm -hmm. body. If you have a problem here, you have a problem in your elbow and then a problem in your hand mm -hmm. and positioning. So it's, it's a very holistic approach. Yeah. So what are, so you said there's four, was it muscles in the yep. shoulder then essentially? Yep. So the rotator cuff mm -hmm. and then what, are, I know the scapula, I yep. thought, I mean, that's a big thing in yep. like training. They're always trying to tell you that scapular traction, we're yep. lifting to kind of for a preventative measure. But then what are the other two? You said the humerus. Um, so the, the muscles and the bones. So the bones are the humerus, so the arm muscle, the big yeah. long one in your arm, the clavicle, which is the one that kind okay. of sticks out in front right. and then the scapula are kind of the three bones that go together. And mm -hmm. then they, they kind of house the four muscles and then all the other, we call it stuff inside mm -hmm. the shoulder. So okay. they're, they're very important. If these aren't moving right, you're going to mm -hmm. get squishing. And So what, what would you say is the relation between like, when I, like obviously most of it's coming at it from like my main view of like my personal goals is like mm -hmm. bodybuilding aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And so like, when you think about those muscles, um, are they, I mean, I know, I know that they're being used always, like you never really do yeah. that's not using a muscle, but when I think of like more pushing motions, like yes. pressing, I think of more of the shoulder, but is it just as impacted when you're doing the back as well? Yeah. Probably so of one of two of the muscles actually are on the back. So okay. one is sits on the back side of the bone mm -hmm. of the scapula and then the other one kind of attaches to the armpit area okay. and back to your scapula. So those are actually the muscles that are least trained and we see the most weakness in, mm -hmm. and that causes that rounded shoulder okay. issue. But that's why a lot of people, they're trying to make these big back gains and, you know, mm -hmm. try to get stronger in that area, but they're not focusing on those two muscles. Mm -hmm. And so you can't make gains on the bigger muscles until you've really strengthened and solidified those mm -hmm. smaller ones. Mm -hmm. So let's go. I'm trying to think of a more actual way because this has all been very abstract. Yes. So like what's, what's a couple ways that you would like recommend to go yeah. about like making sure that you have a more well-rounded approach yeah so i always start when i'm doing upper extremity or um shoulder workouts i always start with a dynamic warm-up so i don't even pick up weights until about 15 minutes into my mm -hmm. workout so i do a lot of banded workouts as well yeah how would you but define dynamic dynamic is moving and stretching yeah. i guess is kind of the best way mm -hmm. to put it so you're constantly moving the the joints getting yeah. the muscles warmed up getting mm -hmm. the blood flowing like i think of dynamic as opposed to static like it's one of the big things is like they say that you don't want to do static warm-ups for, for yes. lifting weights yeah you you always want to start with dynamic and with static to stretch out okay. but um so yeah just really honestly getting any sort of movement is, mm -hmm. is beneficial because if you think about if you go to the gym and you know you do a couple across the chest mm -hmm. arm circles that's fine but then you're going and you're picking up 60 pound weights and mm -hmm. putting them above your head. Yeah. That can't be great for your shoulder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what's really important is to really work those. So a lot of those external rotations, the overhead, what you see like baseball mm -hmm. players doing, yeah, yeah. the throwing motions, um, honestly, any sort of movement without the uh, actual weights first mm -hmm. is going to be beneficial to kind of warm up that joint and get that activated. Mm -hmm. And what to really make sure once you've started, 
doing your arm workouts is kind of what you said about the retraction of the mm -hmm, scapula. Yeah, retracting your, yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure that the scapula are always kind of gliding and moving. They don't want mm -hmm. to get stuck. Mm -hmm. So really focusing when you're doing your arm workouts is making sure you're moving that scapula. It's getting the motions mm -hmm. because it can be a sign of a really bad underlying issue if mm -hmm. you're not getting that movement. Yeah. So it sounds like essentially what you're saying is not so much it's not like you're working to strengthen it like you would be like, say, for example, just your pecs or something yeah. easy, but you're working it to just make sure it gets warmed up before you yes. do other exercises. Yeah. And sometimes that's all they need, those mm -hmm. little muscles. I mean, granted, if you're a really strong guy and you know, you're going to bench a lot, I, I would suggest even taking, you know, five, 10 pound weights, mm -hmm. just putting a little bit on there, but mostly just taking the time to acknowledge them and mm -hmm. know that if those aren't firing, the rest of your arm's not going to fire as mm -hmm. well as you need it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Something I've heard a lot that's kind of been a change in my philosophy is that a lot of people say that you should almost do two times as much back work as chest work just because of essentially, we kind of talked about the fact that everyone's so like hunched over in their day-to-day -day lives and kind of gets that. So in your training, you want to try to do the opposite of that essentially. Yep. Yep. That's so that's, that's very true. Um, we have four muscles that give you this internal kind of rounded shoulder, mm -hmm. but we only have two really that bring you back out. So really when you're focusing, yes, it is important to go the whole body you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to let anything lack, but really trying to focus on these upper traps and the uh, posterior deltoids rather than the lats, because mm -hmm. the lats actually contribute to that rounded motion if they're too tight. Mm -hmm. So not only just strengthening the back, but taking that time too to really stretch out the lats, the pecs, to make sure you can really open up those exercises when you are doing the back. Yeah. I know that's something that I've been, I actually was kind of like a struggle I didn't even know was like a problem for me. But something like when, like I've said, I've gotten the experience to work with a lot of more experienced uh, weightlifters and mm -hmm. people in the industry. And um, I found out that I had like a much more developed upper back because like all my back exercises, even the ones that were supposed to target my lats, I was going more for the upper back. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to try to think about what muscles you're working mm -hmm. as opposed to like, say you're going to the lat pull down, not just like trying to move it up and down, but trying to think about what yeah. muscles you're working. Really focusing on breaking down in each exercise, you know, not just saying shoulders, mm -hmm. but specifying, okay, I, I want to work this part of the deltoid, or I want to work, you know, this part of the rotator cuff. And it honestly comes down to a lot of times is strengthening that core muscle. And mm -hmm. you have a big long muscle on your back, it's called the erector spinae. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of on either side of your spine. And that is what keeps everything up tight together. And if you have a weakness in that, you're gonna be over-focusing on the lats, some part of the traps. So mm -hmm. it is really important when you are doing those exercises for your back that you're sitting up nice and straight and you're really activating everything else mm -hmm. before you focus on that muscle. Okay. So what's, what would be some advice for someone who's listening who like is working a desk job as far mm -hmm. as either training or just like day-to-day -day, like yeah. while so they're sitting? We suggest that every couple hours, first of all, you get up and you do a lot of stretches to open your shoulders mm -hmm. because even just sitting like this, if you're working out, you could work out every day and work on, you know, strengthening mm -hmm. back muscles. But if you're sitting like this all day, mm -hmm. it's going to be detrimental to your posture and all those muscles. So every couple hours, really get up and you can find the stretches online. I can send you something mm -hmm. and show everybody, but opening up that chest, focusing on sitting up straight at your desk. Yeah. And when you do go to the gym, really focusing on that warm up of getting open and mm -hmm. sitting up straight when you're working, because like I said, even if you're working out every day, if you're spending the majority of your day hunched over tight in those mm -hmm. kind of rounded shoulders, 
you're going to have much benefit yeah. from the exercises that and, you do. Yeah, and working out is just such a broad term. Like, yeah. it depends. Are you bringing your whole ego to it, and are you just trying to lift the most weight? Well, that's probably not going to be very helpful at all. Yeah. It really depends on what you're doing. Yeah. So do you uh, do you work out with, like, some of the people in your classes? Like, I was, just, I was kind of thinking about the question of, like, what do you do for a workout, and what yeah. might be an example of and someone who does a workout who like thinks about these things on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so I do work out. I lift three times a week, and I try to do yoga two to three times a week, mm-hmm. depending. And that's kind of new to me is just taking time off from lifting. Because mm-hmm. there for about two and a half years, I was really into just the lifting yeah. weights. And I kind of got into what we were talking about, how you kind of just go through the motions. Mm-hmm. You were there to because I was going to lift upper body. I was yeah. going to do squats today. And I realized that I wasn't getting much benefit out of it. So I have sat down with some people in school, as well as some other colleagues and other activities like my friend Allie, you know, and we've mm-hmm. really sat down and targeted these are the muscles that we want. And before I go to the gym, I really focus on, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. So for example, let's just say the classic girl thing, you know, I'm strengthening my glutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to just strengthen my glutes. I'm going to strengthen that lower area so mm-hmm. that I don't have knee problems in the future. So yeah. I can, and your lower back is always involved in it. Yeah, exercises yeah exactly. So you kind of got to think of it on that way. And um, I, I still go on every day to different, you know, fitness places. I go mm-hmm. to your blog and other people's just to see what's new because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get stuck in that mindset of this is what I'm doing. Yeah, and exactly. That's what I'm nice too. And it is, it's so nice. And what's nice is I go to school with a bunch of PTs, mm-hmm. physical therapists, and I'm an occupational therapy student. And they look at the body way different than mm-hmm. we do. We are, we do work together a lot, but it's nice to get their input too, yeah. they, because they just focus on different things than mm-hmm. we do. So yeah, I mean, you're always learning and that's the main thing I think you need yeah. to know. <laughs> when you talk about getting stuck on a certain thing, that just makes me think of like, one of the biggest realizations that has been helpful for me is like realizing that there's hardly an exercise that's just working one body part. Mm-hmm. Like you said, having like your upper body day, like for me, it was chest day was go do bench. And it was like, that was your chest. Well, now you're doing your front. It's like mostly working your front delts as well, which is shoulders. You're working your triceps. You're doing something like even like a row. Okay. That's a back exercise, but you're also having focus on the hamstrings mm-hmm. and you got to think about, I never thought broadly of there's maybe eight muscles that I can name in the back. Oh yeah. And that's new to me where I didn't think about like the difference in the back exercises. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously some that target specific muscles, mm-hmm. but then just the fact that you are using anytime you're sitting, even you're using all these mm-hmm. muscles. So, I mean, take the time to break down each individual one, but also recognize that when you are performing, like, like you said, a row or something, mm-hmm. you're working everything in your body and, even when you're sitting on the seat, you know, you have to think about what you're doing with your legs and your hamstrings and your, your pelvis where the way it's tilted makes difference on what muscles you're using. So the body is just such an incredible thing. And it, it's amazing how much we don't think about what we use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had another question there when you talk about uh, OTs versus PTs, mm-hmm. what is like the big like spark notes differences there? Yes. Okay. This is the question we get I'm from sure, day yeah. one, you mm-hmm. know, we, we, get taught how to explain it. So my elevator speech per se is that occupational therapy is really based on getting people back to the things they love to do. So it's focusing on getting them to be a mom again, Mm -hmm. having them be an athlete, a student, a grandparent, getting back to work. And, you know, we work with every type of disability. We work with people who have been born with things like cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. or, you know, MS. And then we do everything from that to athletes who have you know frozen shoulder have had some rotator cuff sprains 
And our main focus is we want everything to be functional. So we don't want to strengthen the shoulder just to put strength in it. We want to strengthen the shoulder so you can pick up your kid afterward. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we don't want to have someone be able to sit up straight just because they can sit up straight. We want them to be able to interact with people in their mm -hmm. surroundings. And the difference really is, is that um, we do more function-based. So everything we do is occupation. Occupations are the things that we do. And for physical therapy, they do more of an emphasis on the muscles and the joints. Mm -hmm. and not that we don't do that, but they don't really um, put it into context as much as we yeah. do. So yeah, that makes sense. in like a hospital setting, PTs might work with them on walking and you know sitting to standing and we might work with them being able to get in and out of the shower safely mm -hmm. you know roll over in bed and there is such a thin line between us mm -hmm. and you know it's hard because a lot of times they separate it where it's like pt is lower body ot is upper body okay. that is true sometimes but we co-treat so often that it it really is kind of a yeah. blurred line we we hope we both hope to help the whole body and that's mm -hmm. what's really important I wonder what you think about this. I was just kind of thinking like my paradigm is like, it seems like physical therapy would be a thing like, you know, might like you might walk down the street and see a physical therapist yeah. office, but it's not like OT is like usually its own separate entity. Is yeah. it just because like you're part of like a bigger entity? Like where, like where are the jobs mostly at, I guess? <laughs> so most of what we do is actually in hospital. Work. Okay, there's, that's kind of what I thought. There's a lot of outpatient, which is out of the hospital, mm -hmm. the, those physical therapy places you see. And I think a lot of it is because people don't recognize what occupational therapy yeah, I, is. Yeah, I agree. Even yeah. like, even this is kind of so, open my eyes. I think people would be shocked that they most PT centers that you do see like on the streets have OTs there. Okay. So you may go, so. yeah, you may go to a PT place, but then be sent to an OT. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of decide that on the spot, but the majority of the jobs are in hospitals okay. and um, long-term care facilities like uh, for senior living, and my, my kind of emphasis and focus is in pediatrics. So I'm actually outpatient, but I, the places that I'm working in are PT facilities. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, I think it's just more honestly broadly recognized mm -hmm. and that's kind of, and it is a bigger field. I mean, they have way more yeah. PTs than we have OTs, but that's great because we learn so much from them mm -hmm. and it's nice to work alongside them. Mm -hmm. And so then my other question is you, you sort of mentioned it earlier, but I know that something that's really important to you is working with disabled people. I know that like you've had a couple of special people in your life. Yeah. And so I guess I was just wondering if that relates to anything you've talked about, but if not, I'd be interested just to hear why that kind of entail in sort of entangled, I guess, in everything yeah. that you do. So they used to be very separate for me. I mean, I used to think of, um, and this is very selfish that I did, but I thought of, you know, personal training, athlete, athletics, things that I did on the side as way separate than the mm -hmm. things that I did with my patients. And it was actually, I had a little gal that I worked with for a while. Her name was Amelia. And she had a disability that left her in a wheelchair. So mm -hmm. she couldn't use her arms, legs, and she couldn't speak. And when we were doing tasks, it was so funny to me because they were such little things like, you know, picking up a spoon mm -hmm. or going to the bathroom. And, um, she's really what taught me to appreciate the body, I guess. Mm -hmm. And from there, that's kind of where I loved or learned to love it more because we don't, we take for granted everything our bodies can do mm -hmm. and our muscles. And you know, the fact that you and I can go to the gym and lift yeah. weights is just absolutely incredible mm -hmm. because there are so many people that can't and right. whether they are born with that or experience a stroke and have that issue. So over time, the individuals that I worked with, I kind of realized that they're like athletes too. You know, they want to get better. They want mm -hmm. to get stronger. They, they want to be able to do the things every day and not get tired. Yeah. So they, 
have so it's like the goals are the same, just a yeah, much different, I guess, approach. Yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they might be, a, you know, slower, but mm-hmm. I, we have patients that had a stroke or were in an accident and had no movement go to be some of the strongest and most incredible athletes, you mm-hmm. know, and you see that all the time at the Olympics or like athletes that have incredible stories yeah. and you, you just forget that it's a progression. We're all in the same progression and maybe I'm a little bit further, but I need to go, kind of go back and appreciate where I was Mm -hmm. and that to me is really has become the basis of my training and really learning to appreciate the body and all that it can do and Mm -hmm. I try to integrate that into my practice as well with OT and so far it's been rewarding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another one of the most fascinating things to me is I like to talk a lot about how the mind and the body go together Mm -hmm. because I think that was like my biggest shift in just mindset and so and it kind of reminds me of like, you know, you always, you always like be able to find those stories of someone like they told they never walk again and they made yeah. the decision. Like how much do you think when someone's recovering, like, can you tell the difference if someone's mind oh, is really in it? I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, it is like night and day mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, the patients that think to themselves, I can do this, I can get better, get better way quicker. Mm-hmm. They may have the same exact diagnosis as another patient, but these are the guys that come in and they're willing to work two hours with you doing the same task that might get boring, they might get tired, they might hurt. And we actually have a, a concept, it's called mental practice, and it has been shown to be very effective where we will have patients close their eyes and pretend they're reaching for a water, mm-hmm. water bottle with their hemiplegic side or pretend that they're running a mile. And it is amazing the effects that it has yeah. because, I mean, it works. And so you kind of got to really realize how much that mind connection has because mm-hmm. if we're it, it kills me because we I see people getting down on themselves or you know friends that say like oh I'm, I'd never be able to do that or you know mm-hmm. they don't want to go to the gym because they, they don't think they could do it and yeah if they would just change that mindset and be positive towards it and think mm-hmm. okay I can it's not gonna be overnight but I can it's I think they just have great strides yeah yeah I could rattle off like a half a dozen oh quotes. yeah that are essentially just like, you know, you think you can do it, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Like, it's, usually, yeah. it's really that simple sometimes. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're starting to wind down, but I want to, before I ask you my last signature question, I had yes. a new question that I'm kind of been exercising lately, and that is just, well, what would be like your soapbox if someone was asking you? It doesn't even have to be in your field, but I'm sure that's probably yeah. one of the branches that it would take. What's like your soapbox issue or topic? Um, my soapbox topic would really be a focus on the love of a body mm-hmm. and you know that you can take that whichever way you want you can take it in the, the realm of disability and just appreciating what you still have left mm-hmm. on disability or you can take it in a case of us where you know we're going to the gym and trying to make strides but just love love what your body can do mm-hmm. and kind of this sounds kind of crazy but just be thankful towards yeah. it because we don't know that tomorrow we'll wake up yeah, and have the same exactly. thing so that really, that's really my thing. And I tell my patients and I've told friends that, but just love what you have with your body and give thanks for everything mm-hmm. that it can do for you. Yeah. Not to get like dark, but it's like, even things are such simple as like every time you get in your car, oh, it's yeah. not certain that you're going to walk away. I know. You know? Like get yeah. a car crash and everything can change that quickly. But yeah. Anyway, uh, for the last question here, um, just ask you years down the road and you get a look back and reflect, what do you want your story to be that? It's the story of your life, what you tell, what other people tell. Um, so I, I've heard this before from my mother, actually told me first, but she said, you're not going to change the world, but you can change someone's world. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be that someone for at least one person. Mm-hmm. And whether it be a friend, a patient or anything, 
I want my story to be that she made that big of an impact and she didn't give up on them and she helped them get where they wanted to get go. So I guess be the whole world to someone. Mm -hmm. The very worthy goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you have any closing thoughts, um, go for do those now if you want to do any online or social media plugs, but, uh, uh, I guess that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and please tune in again next week. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.